Welcome to another edition of More Than Football, recorded right here at Triple M. My name is Tim, and today I am here with a Reds legend. 123 appearances in all competition. That ranks 8th all-time. 27 goals in all competition. That's 5th all-time. He's an FFA Cup winner, A-League Premiership and Championship winner. I am, of course, talking about Marcello Corusco. Welcome to the show. How are you, Dim? Thank um, you very much. Very good. It's good to have a chat to you. I mentioned before we came in that you know I joined uh, the club as a staff member in halfway through the 16-17 season. So you were still there, but I didn't get a yeah. chance to, you know, it's not like we sat down and had a coffee. I didn't get that chance. You're busy playing <laughs> yes. and training. Um, so it's good that I get to ch- a chance to sit with you now, get to know you a little bit better and, and yep. ask you about your career. So I appreciate you coming in. No um we're going to start right at the beginning. So yep. growing up in Argentina, you know, what was it like? What was family life like? Yes, um, I grew up uh, in Argentina. I started playing football when I was uh, four years old. Mm-hmm. I was playing for the same club until I was 11 years old. Um, all, everything in Argentina is... My life was uh, going around uh, the soccer balls, you know, always... Playing with my brothers, my older brother played as well, so my father loved football. So every two, three times a week we went to training since very, very young. And after when I when I turned 11, uh, I went to Estudiantes de la Plata, which is uh, the club and I follow in Argentina. Uh, actually, it's the biggest club in Argentina, mm-hmm. let me t- say that. Um, yeah, and after when I was 18, uh, I had the privilege to, to to play in the first first team and make a debut when I, yeah, when I was uh, 18, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, and after in Argentina, I got... Uh, my parents, my older brothers, my younger brother, which uh, last month he moved to Australia, so he's living with us now at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's planning to stay, so happy to have family here as well. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm just going to go back again. So, uh, mum and dad, you know, what what did they do? What were they like? They yes. obviously supported you the whole way through. Yes, um, we grew up in a countryside. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a chicken farm. We still have a chicken farm over there, which my father and my older brother is running at the moment. And yes, uh, we have a seven, a seven a, um, fireside pitch mm-hmm. uh, with lights, everything in, in my house. So <laughs> was something uh, helped me in my development. Yeah, uh, all the time playing there with my older brother, with my f- my brother friends, with friends. Um, I think it's something that helped me with my skills and uh, and it's something that uh, unfortunately here in Australia we, we don't have much so right. yeah um, uh, my mom always uh, was looking after us looking after the house and they, they support me all the way they took me to training they, they look after me all the time uh, first was of course going to school mm-hmm. and second was playing so I did well at school if not I didn't play I didn't went to training uh, so yeah, I'm very grateful because of them. I'm, I'm where I, I did a career. I, I, I did. Yeah. Wow. So who who were your role models growing up, like football or otherwise? Yeah, was, uh, my father, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, talking football ways, I think at the moment was uh, Maradona. Always looking at him. Yeah. I also was another player that I love the way that he played. That was. Uh, 
Kili González, mm -hmm. Cristian González. Uh, he who, who was a left footer also. He played for national team for a lot of, for many years, and yeah, I remember looking at him and his movement and everything. Yeah. So you know you were you mentioned that you you went to Estudiantes. Um, yeah. So how were you noticed by that club? Like when did you sign your first professional deal? Yeah, I went there when I was 11. I went for a trial mm -hmm. and I did pretty well the first uh, training and I signed straight away. And after was a long journey, seven years training, training almost every day there and going going to to games and trying to play because when I was 11 to 14, I think, uh, I didn't play much because okay. I was very skinny, very... Um, it was small compared with my teammates, mm -hmm. so I didn't play much. And when I turned 14, 15, I started to play a little bit more. And after that, from uh, from one division, when I was uh, here for under 16, we called Sexta over there. <laughs> I went to to train with the first team. Mm -hmm. And after, yeah, I played one game in the reserve team against Boca Juniors. And after, yeah, the, the following year, I... I I make uh, the first team and yeah my my dream came true. Yeah when when did you or your family first um realize or notice that perhaps you had some skills here to to make it at a big club like that? I don't know it's a difficult question <laughs> you should ask my my parents uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. To be honest, when I was young, I was enjoying the sessions, enjoying the training. I was doing what I love, it. Yeah. and have a, I did a lot of sacrifices as well. But because uh, always in my, my my mind was to be a soccer player, mm -hmm. and you have to have a lot of commitment. You have to be very professional for a very young age, and mm -hmm. and also have the support for young parents, which uh, I did, and I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, from as I said before, from 16, 17, 16 maybe 15 all your friends going out you know and mm. you want to have a normal life you can say but sometimes you play in the day after the day after you need to look after yourself you need to eat well you need to eat healthy so you need to be very very focused to to make it um, and and uh, I was very committed and that's why I I, I, I make it and yeah uh, I'm no I'm very grateful for that and uh, also for, for the support that I got for my family, which is still, they, they are there. Yeah, well, and you mentioned that the ch you still have the chicken farm. Yes, yeah. you have did, the chicken farm, of course. Did yeah. you have to help out on the farm? Yes, and, yes. Yeah. yeah. When I was young, I uh, went to, went to my, my father or worked in the farm as well. <laughs> collecting eggs and yeah helping him in but not much if my father listened he would say no i didn't help much <laughs> but yeah i did when i was young and after i focusing in the school and football and yeah i couldn't help him anymore that's yeah. why i i left my brothers to do the job <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about starting a chicken farm here and in, in the Adelaide hills maybe <laughs> not really not really but my brother came now with all working after you know 12 14 years there right. as a manager and he came to Australia now and he of, of course he always uh, asked me why we don't put a <laughs> one here <laughs> I said I don't know man I don't know we see maybe maybe next year <laughs> well yeah that 
look, you know, there's plenty of farmland around of here. Course, you know, yeah. you could never could know. Good. Yeah, you've got the. We'll get to the academy later, but you know, the Kuruska chicken farm or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, it could be a, could uh, be a sound yeah, business. Yeah, why not? Um, so back to the football. Uh, you know, it's Estudiantes, as I said, is a big club. Yep. And, you know, and bigger than Boca Juniors and River Plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was it like to face <laughs> clubs like that? Yes. Uh, first, of course, Estudiante is one of the biggest clubs in, now in Argentina. Verón uh, is the president at the moment. They have good, very good players as well. Macherano come back to play in, uh, in Argentinian League and he's playing there. And uh, also Marcos Rojo that was in Manchester United come back also is playing there at the moment. And it's a club that uh, everyone is like a family, you know. You go there and everyone knows each other. They are very open. Every time I come back to Argentina, always I go there to say hello. Or if even if I have to train, uh, they open the doors. You can train. Doesn't matter who is the coach at the moment. They always are. Open and always looking after the ex players, mm -hmm. which bring a, a good culture. The club is culture is is, is brilliant. It's one of the best I ever see. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can bring this this culture clubs here to to Australia. And uh, this is part of the 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 thing I got in my list for the <laughs> to 2020. Yeah, well, as a, as I mentioned before, that we'll get to the academy, and you are back here at Adelaide United, so we can get to that. Let's yeah. put a pin in that one just no for worries. now. Um, but you know, it's it's obviously well documented. Um, you know that you represented Argentina at under twenty level. You went to a, a FIFA under twenty World Cup in the UAE. Yep. So just you know, describe what's that? What was that experience like? Yes, I was playing in Estudiantes. I played only, I think, one game or two games when uh, I received the call for the national team. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we played the, the South America um, competition, which we won and we qualified for the for the World Cup. And yeah, to represent your country, of course, is one of the biggest highlights in my career. And uh, I'm so proud and happy to to be part of that that uh, team at the mo that moment. Um, yeah, and after we did, uh, we went to the World Cup and we did pretty well. We did, we couldn't win the, the cup, but uh, was was something I will never forget. Mm. Um, some of the players in that team, some big names that went on to some big careers. Uh, you know, Carlos Tevez. You mentioned yeah. Mascherano before Pablo Zapoleta. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what was it like? You know, playing with those guys. Like, <laughs> No, now you look back, of course, you will say uh, how fortunate I was to be part of that team. Uh, but when I was playing there, well, well, I was one, one more player, mates, yeah. just teammate, and we have a great relationship. We have a great group also, which helped us to, to win the, the South American tournament. And yeah, couple of guys I still get in touch with uh, but yeah it was, was was very very nice to be part of that that team yeah could could you see uh, the types of players they were and could you see the the type of the, yes. the skill level they had yeah yes of course these three that you mentioned for example they were playing in national team for since they were 14 years old mm -hmm. and uh, actually Pablo Zavaleta and Macherano are younger than me mm -hmm. one year younger 
and they were playing in in under 20s when they were 19 or 18 actually and Macheran especially was uh, unbelievable he was uh, he surprised me every every session he was uh, quick strong wow. uh, good with the ball technique was also unbelievable and and after that, he played the, all those years in in uh, the national team because he he deserved he was I think the best number number f- six in this case we yeah. say number five mm-hmm. in Argentina he's number six here in Australia uh, the best number six in in Argentina national team history I think yeah it, you mentioned he's back now uh, yes, in Argentina he's back yeah to estudiantes yeah so there's obviously something about the club as you as, as you've mentioned I mean you know what's the atmosphere like playing in those stadiums and in that league yeah it's it's different comparing yeah. with Australia uh, but it's amazing it's yeah. amazing you hear the support from the the warm up you know it's the, the stadiums always are packed always full and uh, it's uh, something that I miss when I mm-hmm. came to Australia this kind of uh, support and uh, um, from the fans but yeah uh, Australia had different things that uh, at that this at that moment and I, I prefer to so that's why I, I decided to come to yeah. to here and play in the league so just talking about the uh, Copa Libertadores final last year I think yeah, it was last year with uh, Boca Juniors and River Plate yes and some of the things that went on with the fans did you experience any of that crazy fandom Yes, of course, yeah. all the time. All the time, every game was a different story, you know. Um, yeah. If you do well, it was brilliant. If you didn't, and uh, you have problem with the fans, of course, we have right. different moments which where fans come up to the training session and stop the training session and come to us, hey, guys, what's going on here? You need to wow. start winning. Wow. It's no, you want to have problem with us and say, and yes, these kind of things are pretty common in Argentina, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, uh, and when you are winning, you are in the top of the world, you know, and everyone yeah. loves you. And but it's pretty like it's, it's a bit uh, like that, you know, up and downs. When you are winning, everyone yeah. loves you. When you are no, yeah, without you don't win. Uh, if you can imagine Messi, for example, have different. Uh, everyone loves him. He's the best player in the world. And unfortunately, still when he go to Argentina, there is fans that don't like him because he mm-hmm. never won a tournament with Argentina yeah. and it, which for me is crazy but yeah def- it's difficult to understand the, the fanatics the fanatics yeah. uh, well, it's a religion in South yes. America yeah, yeah yeah and even when I went to Turkey in Galatasaray it was similar similar mm-hmm. people was crazy crazy yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> but it was good uh, I enjoyed well that's a good segue because I was just about to ask you about your move to Galatasaray. Yeah. So um, describe that. Like how, how tough was it playing over there since I believe you signed a, a five-year contract? Yes. Was that right? Yep. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Like, Did you plan uh, on staying in Europe or you know, what happened there before yep. you went to uh, Cruz Azul in um, Mexico? Yes. When I was uh, in Estudiantes, I have a couple of offers to left. Uh, to leave the country and I decided to go to, to Galatasaray mm-hmm. because it was a, one of the biggest with Fenerbahce the biggest club in, in Turkey at that year we played the champion the champion league and mm-hmm. UEFA league so this was one of the the reasons I, I decided to go there also I signed five years contract um, moving from living with my parents to, mm-hmm. to Turkey uh, pretty dif- different country compared with Argentina yeah. uh, 
Muslim, Muslim country as well, different uh, lifestyle, uh, everything was uh, pretty different. Uh, so it was a bit difficult the first six six months, mm-hmm. especially. But after that, uh, I enjoy. It was a great experience. I met a lot of good people over there. Also, mm-hmm. praying against uh, Galatasaray fans is there was something uh, also I would never never forget, and I have great memories. Um, yeah, and I was there two years only because uh, I have I didn't play much with mm-hmm. one of the coaches that was there, and uh, I was twenty. 24 at the mm-hmm. moment, 23, 24, and uh, I couldn't afford don't play for my, for a couple of years, so I, I decided to move. So I have this offer from from Mexico, Cruz Azul. I went to Cruz Azul for one year, and uh, I was playing there. was uh, was doing well, and uh, I have an injury. Uh, I broke my I broke my collarbone mm-hmm. in a game. And after that, uh, the, the next six months was was uh, terrible because I came back from that injury. I broke again, came back again after two months. I broke again, so I was outside for six months. Wow. And I came back to Argentina to have an operation. I don't want to remember the doctor at the club because uh, I'm enjoying the, the interview at the moment. So I don't want <laughs> remember that doctor. Yeah. But yeah, I came back to Argentina. And I have an uh, operation there, mm-hmm. and I went to Estudiantes, of course, mm-hmm. to train. As I said before, always yeah. I come back there, and I went there, and um, Alejandro Sabela was the coach at that moment, and the two assistant coach were two coaches that I, I have uh, when I was and in under twelve and under thirteen in mm-hmm. in uh, in Estudiantes. So I knew it, I knew them, and I started training with them. Thinking in my next contract, come maybe coming back to, to Turkey. Uh, I wasn't sure at that moment, and Sabela wanted me to stay there and uh, and play for for Estudiantes. And Estudiantes at the moment had the World Cup clubs in mm-hmm. in Dubai as well. So I decided to stay there, and and I signed for one year in Estudiantes again. Yeah, wow. So yeah, full circle back to Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? What type of challenge is it, and when you go through injury problems like that, yep. um, and the type of mindset you have to have, especially if you're away from home, yes. like that as well. Yeah, it was. It's difficult. It's, it's very difficult, especially when you are young and you don't have this uh, psychological support. Mm-hmm. Especially because it was in a country where they speak Turkish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I didn't speak English either. Right. So I have a translator as well, which helped me a lot. But you know, most of the day I was by myself with my brother or a friend that came for visit us. So, but yeah, it was difficult. I, I remember sometimes crying in, uh, before I go to bed. You know, I say, "What I'm doing here? I should go. I should stay." You know, thinking in your future, what is the best? And it's, it's not easy. It was it wasn't easy? But yeah, it's uh, it's it, I think helped me to build my resilience as well. You know, to to keep uh, trying and keep following my my dream that uh, was to play in Europe mm-hmm. and uh, and I did it and, and after uh, during my career unfortunately after come back from Mexico I have a lot a lot of injuries and uh, I started psychology as well I yeah, almost right. quit football when I was 29 before coming to Australia yeah 
because I have injuries, muscle injuries especially, mm-hmm. every every month. Wow. So yeah, it was crazy. And before coming to Australia, uh, I was thinking to quit. Really? Because yeah, mentally I was uh, pretty bad. And I started psychology as well, to, that which helped me a lot mm-hmm. to go, went through that. Um, and when you are players, you don't realize that there are more, more important things that just play. Mm. Playing football is just a game, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you are in that uh, moment that you think if you don't play, you you don't have anything in life to live for, you know. Mm-hmm. So especially in Argentina, which is a country with, with like it's a religion for us. Yeah. And yeah, this the psychology helped me to to see the world in different ways. And uh, yeah, and I came back and after I had the offer to come to Australia, and I spoke with my wife and we decided to come here and try. That's actually the perfect segue. So we're going to leave it there for part one with Marcello Karuska. So just stay tuned. Uh, part two will be coming soon, but we'll talk a lot more about Cello's career at Adelaide United and beyond. Joe, tell me, how did that, from, from the yep. place that you were in with the injury problems and where yep. your head was at, how did, that, how did Adelaide United come about and did you know, yep. did you know who we were? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Google. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I have an offer from Australia. Uh, actually, it was a funny one also because I uh, I was close to sign with one club. I was talking with the coach, and the coach said, yeah, "No worries, no worries. We want to sign you. Perfect." So I, I re- rejected a couple of offers from other clubs because of this one. And one day before the window closed, the coach called me and said, "Sorry, man, the the club is not listening." So I, I don't think we want to offer you anything. I said, okay, thank you very much for letting me know the last day. Uh, or the the window uh, the window transfer. I said, okay. I spoke with my agent. I said, uh, what I wanted to do. Let's see what we have. And yeah, the day after, actually the same day that the window closed, mm-hmm. uh, I have this offer from, from here, from Australia. And I say, okay, give me a couple of minutes to see and have a look where, where exactly is Adelaide, what, what happened there, and do a bit of research, you know. So when the uh, I started to be, speak with people that came to Australia before, I spoke with one Argentinian guy that played with him in other twenties, but Pato Perez, he he was playing in um, Central Coast. And he was telling me, yes, it's a great country to live, but don't think it's going to be easy. He mm-hmm. told me uh, they are especially physically very, very strong and don't think it's going to be very, very easy. And don't go relax because you're going to have a surprise over there. I said, okay, let's see. So we spoke with my wife and said, okay, let's go for one year and see, see what happens. So we, we were open to another experience overseas. So uh, at the moment I have uh, Luca, my oldest, mm-hmm. was uh, 11, 11 months, I think. And so we, we moved here to, to Australia to start mm-hmm. a new life. Yeah. Wow. At what point um, did you maybe get a little personal here, but what time did you meet your wife? When did you meet your wife and um, get yeah. married? When was that? Yeah, it was in 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, ten years ago in Argentina. Yeah. And yeah, and after three, yeah, two, three years, we get married. And yeah, unfortunately, uh, I didn't enjoy the the marriage or maybe 
holiday, so maybe when my son born, I was in my mind wasn't wasn't fully hundred percent on the on my family, which one one of the reason I started the psychologist, uh, which helped me a lot, um, and also because of my wife, as she she started to to study or how to cook better, you know, how to improve in the, to have uh, better nutrition, better diet. So she was cooking, I remember in the morning, like a American breakfast, you know, you have yeah. all the fruits and veggies and uh, eggs and everything that which I didn't, I wasn't used to, to have this kind of uh, breakfast, but we started a new diet to try to change mm-hmm. and, and have less injuries and, and yeah, and she helped me a lot with, with that also. And uh, and if it wasn't for her, it was difficult to to change my mind as well because she's a very very positive. Yeah, he always she always look uh, positive in any in any in any situation, yeah. and uh, and it's something that changed my my mindset. Yeah, because I wasn't like that before. And yeah, she helped me to to start to think uh, more positive. And uh, mm-hmm. and now uh, is what I want to teach my kids. You know, I yeah. want to teach the the parents as well. I want yeah. to coach the parents and and always telling them that uh, have to be positive in any, in every mm-hmm. single circumstance. It doesn't matter uh, what happened in the field or outside the field. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of, I mean, you, you never wish injuries on anyone, no. but being able to take a situation and, you know, it becomes something else and becomes something positive. Yep. Um, and clearly you grew, you know, to, all together as a family yep. um, to the point that you wanted to move out to Australia together yeah. with an 11-month-old. Yes, I yes, mean, yes, yes. That's crazy. So yes, it was a big, big change for us, but yeah. We were looking for another experience overseas, so yeah. we decided to come. Yeah. So, what were your first impressions? Of, well, of Adelaide, but also the A League as well. The first impression was was pretty good. I was uh, surprised for the facilities, for um, for the level of the players as well. Um, I felt like uh, I came to the first couple of weeks. I saw. I was very happy. I was living here with my Asian. I remember for two, three weeks, trying to find a place to stay and uh, training and meeting people. And unfortunately, because I wasn't, my English wasn't the best. I couldn't communicate myself with with others, and uh, I have a help help for translator as well. Uh, and but yeah. From the first two weeks, I thought that I, I came to a great, great country to play football. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it seemed from the outside looking in at that point that you seemed to settle fairly quickly um, and you're still living here now, so you obviously yep. loved Adelaide. Um, was that how it was on the inside? But did you, did you and the family settle quickly or was it quite tough? Yeah, especially for my wife, it was a little bit tough mm-hmm. because she didn't speak English either. And I was the one that went to trainings, yeah. went to for, to play games, and she was the one that was uh, looking after the kids and mm-hmm. stay at home. She couldn't have many relations when we, especially when we start. But 
Uh, I can say that I met amazing people here. I have a lot of good friends here in Australia, that which they open uh, the the door on the house, the families, and now now we are very 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 close. And also because of them is why I I decide to stay here yeah. Uh, permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, did you connect with you know Argentine communities here in Adelaide yeah. or anything at first? Or? Yeah, normally when you come to a different country, you try to connect with us and with people yeah. that speak your language. You yeah. know, so I met a lot of Argentinian people here. Yeah. Um, different type of uh, people that came here like uh, thirty years ago mm. with their fathers or their, their parents, uh, and also people that came here to study or have a better life. Uh, yeah. So we have different. Uh, how can I say? Yeah, we we met different people here in Australia, people that uh, has been here for 30 years and people that have been here for five, six years just uh, came for, for a study or, or work and after they decide to stay like us. <laughs> so as I said before, and something I learned here in Australia is to be more open to help everyone because uh, it's true when you come here and this... Uh, so this hospi- hospitality, I I learn a lot from here, from from people in in this country. So at the time that you you signed here, I think there had been some movement in the coaching department, and uh, John Cosmina was back here as head coach, I think, in his second stint, and mm-hmm. then Michael Valcarnas took over yep. as the interim head coach. So, how did you guys handle that as a squad at the time? Yes, when I came here, I was Cosi coaching, um, also was Michael as well, and. Uh, I play I play since the day one so so grateful with him mm-hmm. I know I was enjoying playing here and yeah the first uh, couple of years was uh, was very nice uh, as I say to to my wife I think we find a place to to stay for a while mm-hmm. uh, and after yeah happens because after seven, seven years we are still here yeah, yeah. And you mentioned um, some of the advice you got was that it'd be quite f- physical. I think here, did yep. you find that when you got out in the pit? Yes, yes. It was a bit. Uh, we didn't have much time when yeah. we had the ball, but yeah. And also, I think in this country I run run a lot compared with uh, my my characteristics. You know, I wasn't yeah. the, the 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 runner. I wasn't the player that ran 13, 14 kilometers a game. Uh, so here in Australia, I changed a bit my my wave of play, and uh, yeah, this made me a better player as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, playing under uh, Josep Gombao and Guillaume Amor, um, we played some exciting football. We won trophies. So you know, how much do you remember from that time? I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but no. what do you remember from from those? Yeah, seasons? it was a great experience. For me, for was was easier having a Spanish yeah. coach. <laughs> was uh, very as, as you said before. We play great football. Mm-hmm. We show that we start this new philosophy, football philosophy, playing from the back, you know, and trying to have the possession of the ball all the time. And the first couple of months was difficult to change this uh, philosophy. 
but when we understood everything that he wants mm-hmm. was was very enjoyable sessions training Jose also was a very good good coach and very close with the players as well um, so we we did very very well we won the cup as well and after we when Amor came over and uh, Jose left was pretty pretty similar what we have done uh, and that's why during three or four years or five years we can say we play the same style of football mm. and we we achieve what we achieve because of that because we maintain the club maintain most of the players mm-hmm. and we were playing the same the same uh, feel the, f- the same way for three four years so this make difference yeah um obviously played in the, the first ever FFA Cup tournament, first ever FFA Cup final. Yeah. Won it at Cooper Stadium. So, you know. Yeah, great memories for yeah, that. How yeah, how was that? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. I remember last game against Perth when Sirius score and, yeah, the celebration. Yeah. I think my family was here at that time. I think my brother came that that year. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. What, what was um, your family's impression when they saw you playing here? And, you know, obviously it's completely different to that back at home. But what, yeah. what did they think? No, they didn't say much, to be honest. They saw me happy and inside yeah. the pitch, they were happy. So, yeah, knowing that what happened with me, with the injuries and everything, mm-hmm. the main thing was to play. And doesn't doesn't matter in which league or which competition, yeah. you know. Uh, just uh, me f- being in a, in a football pitch uh, is what what I want. Is what they want as well. Yeah. Did your parents ever consider moving the whole family? Out here? No. 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 <laughs> no. It would be difficult to move all the chickens. Yeah, from that's there true. To here. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. A few shipping costs there. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so obviously 15, 16, you know, we went without a win first eight games. Um, but can you pinpoint what the catalyst was for turning that season around and then ultimately winning the A-League Grand Final? Yes, I think we talk about this uh, a lot of times. And um, I think I, I don't have an answer, to be honest. We was... Um, was a click that we did after one game. I think we played against Perth, and we start winning games. And uh, uh, we was um, was something uh, incredible because we were a bit down after losing games, and we were very positive at that time. But after that game, we talk also we with the coach and and. We have a, a conversation that we're gonna be focused in the positive things, and mm-hmm. we need to change. We have a great team, and we start to believe in us. I think this will change a bit the mentality. I think, and uh, and after that, we start winning, and you know, and winning become a habit, and we yeah. keep winning, and uh, yeah, enjoying inside and outside the pitch as well. We have a great group. We with the Australian boys, with the foreigner players, we we have we get very we get along very well, and uh, I think was also one of the reasons we won it. Yeah, so take us back to Grand Final Day at Adelaide Oval. I mean, how does that compare to what you experienced in Argentina? I appreciate it's it's different, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, the, 
the crowd. Yeah, that the day that day was a bit similar compared with Argentinian yeah. games. Uh, looking at the stadium that was packed, fifty three thousand people, yeah, I think. Yeah, was uh, was unbelievable, and, and winning the way that we win, that we won the game, also mm. was pretty special. After the Pablo score, the third goal. Uh, we were suffering the last minutes, mm -hmm. and uh, and after we Pablo goals, we we relaxed totally, and uh, we and we won, and we we couldn't believe uh, how was with how was how good was the um, the the, the season, yeah. the atmosphere, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I was I was there in the stadium that day. This is a good. Well, more than six months before I uh, oh, yeah. came on board at uh -huh. the club. So back then, I was just, I was another ticket holder, another member. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, you know, like any Adelaide fan, Adelaide United fan, it's you know etched in our memories and yeah, it's, you know, the biggest and best day the club's ever had. Yes, yes, and uh, hopefully we can, well, the club can repeat that that moment one day. Mm. But it was yeah, it was uh, mem memorable. So you set up Bruce Kamau for that first goal. Talk me through it. What do you remember? Uh, what can I say? Just I remember I controlled the ball, a long ball, I think, and, uh, and after with my uh, great speed, I went <laughs> as a winger. <laughs> uh, the defender, me, I think, yeah, so the defender could catch me, and I and I saw come out, make a diagonal, and yeah, and I get yeah. cross the ball. That's it. And after yeah. he did all the job. Yeah, that's right. Did did you put the ball where you wanted to put it? I mean, obviously it came off really well, but you know it came yeah. across hard. And it's it difficult to bounce. It's difficult to say. Yeah. I think I put the ball. I crossed yeah. the ball. That's I mean, it, it looks pretty perfect when you watch it back. Yeah, yeah. I can say I saw him going to the first spot, but mm -hmm. I'm lying. Yeah, just <laughs> I put the ball there. Yeah, um, Bruce did very well. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you also mentioned you know uh, Pablo. Oh, actually, we're going to get to that. Sorry. Um, this is free kick. I want to talk on that briefly. Um, you had a front row seat. So, you know, when you saw him hit it, did you know it was going in? And, you know, what 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 was being said beforehand when the wall was lining up? Yeah, Isa was uh, doing very well on free kicks. I remember the last part of the tournament and he was practicing and he was putting every ball inside the net. And, and that day was... Uh, Everyone knows that he's gonna take the, the the free kick, and I was uh, next to him. Of course, lucky he didn't allow me to to kick, <laughs> to take the the free kick, and he did amazing. Uh, I don't remember to see a corner kick, a uh, uh, free kick uh, that go in that way. I think was amazing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I was I was up pretty high, and just watching it from where I was, it seemed to just float in slow motion. Yep. And then somehow it just, you know, hit the side of the netting, inside of the side netting. I just couldn't believe it. It was sort of like everyone took, at least around us, it was like everyone took a moment. Oh, wait, that's in. Yeah. And everyone jumped <laughs> up and cheered. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, was unbelievable. So you talked about uh, Pablo and he scored the winner and then you're relaxed. So, yeah, talk me through that moment. Like, what's that feeling when you know that, that moment? Yeah. You pretty much, the game's not over, but it's over. Yeah, it was over, yeah. The best feeling. The best feeling when you win a game is, is great, but when you win a tournament mm. uh, like we did from losing the first games mm. and after winning almost everything, 
uh, was uh, incredible. So since Pablo Gol, I started to to jump and enjoy, and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, was great. Yeah. So moving from peak euphoria um, to 2016-17, and we won't dwell on it, but it wasn't a great season. Um, yep. So as I mentioned, I joined the the staff about halfway through that, but. Um, you know, how difficult was that season going from the highest of highs to then having a tough season? Yes, it was a surprise actually yeah. because we didn't expect to have this this season. But no, it's, it's pretty common after you win something, uh, the next tournament you relax a little bit. Mm. Uh, but we, I think we relaxed, was too relaxed, I think. <laughs> yeah, and there's a few changes. <laughs> a few changes too. And, um, yeah, it was a tough season for us, tough season for me as well, mm-hmm. because I wasn't part of the the uh, Asia Cup uh, when we played that year. Uh, Amor decided to put me outside of the team, which I didn't expect, so I was... Uh, pretty cooking about that um, that's a Bruce Gitte word cooking <laughs> you, you were cooking sorry he says it in the office all the time yeah, yeah. so um, yeah and also we didn't have the best the best season um, so but it's football you know and yeah. this kind of thing happens yeah and I, from I recall you, you had some injuries again that season too Probably. I don't remember, <laughs> but probably, yeah, yeah, one or two. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, look, as I said, don't don't want to dwell on it. Obviously, after that season, um, that was the end of your time as a player yep. at Adelaide United. But thankfully, now you're back. Yes. Back. And uh, with your Carisco Football Academy and um, you're heading up some of our clinics and things like that. So yep. um, talk about, you know, you, you were gone from Adelaide for a, a little while. Now you're back. You know, it's good to be... It's good to have you back at the club. So how did that come about and, um, you know, and and talk us through everything that your academy does? Yep. Yeah, after I went to Melbourne City for six months, uh, Michael Patricio took me there and after I wasn't playing much, so Jose Gambao called me Mm -hmm. when he went to Western Sydney Mm -hmm. and I I decided to, to move to Sydney again after six months. And after when I was there, I played almost every game mm-hmm. with him. Uh, so the last part of the season from January to June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and after when we, my contract finished in West Sydney, I decided to come back to to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And yes, I start full time work with my academy which I started my academy four years ago, mm-hmm. working in schools only. And after when I came to, when I moved to Australia last year, I started to, to start and do the academy for the whole year with different programs. Um, yeah, I started to do the clinics with Adelaide United as well. So I'm so, so happy that I started to, to coach kids, which uh, I enjoy a lot and I see how they improve as well. So it's something I, I'm loving. Yeah, um, you were telling me before, off air, um, that the academy's not just about football. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're teaching the kids other things too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what we want to do, uh, of course, always thinking in my 16 years of experience and I have had the privilege to have amazing coaches <laughs> like Bilardo, like Sabela, like Simeone, coaches that gave me a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge and different concepts. And I want to 
be focusing the juniors here in Australia, and we want to be focused on, on also on the, in the holistic approach. We we don't want to just play the game. Mm. We want to just be focused in the physical aspect or or tactical aspect. We we want to be focused also in the psychological uh, part of the, of the player because mm-hmm. I have, uh, as I said before, it's very important that they, to have this uh, to have the the right mindset to be a soccer player mm-hmm. and it's very long it's a long path so you need to have the support uh, and that's why I start a new program now which uh, I got a psychologist working with me mm-hmm. I have a nutritionist as well so and we want to we want to start doing that in different clubs we want to coach uh, we want to show the clubs that there is different ways to, to coach the kids mm-hmm. uh, I believe uh, here in Australia, we give the kids a lot of freedom to think and they make decisions and and we don't teach them exactly what they have to do, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe uh, there is another train uh, it's another learning methodology that I would like to do mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that uh, the technique especially the which uh, I love this that part mm-hmm. um so we are not focusing on the technical stuff, the technical part. So with the coaching the kids, exactly the technique, we break down exactly what they have to mm-hmm. do in every moment. So in the mm-hmm. passing, in the heading, uh, in 1v1, exactly what they have to do so they know before and after they can practice in the good way. Mm-hmm. Because uh, i give you an example. For example, if you want to play the guitar mm-hmm. and if you go to to the professor and they say okay here is the guitar and yeah you can play now mm-hmm. so how long you think you can be with the guitar until you get one note yeah maybe i don't know three four five hours mm-hmm. or, or weeks yeah but if you go to the teacher and say okay this is how you need to use your fingers this finger goes here the other mm-hmm. finger goes there so now play it's gonna be easier and you wanna learn quicker. So this is the same in football. If yeah. you don't give them exactly the concept and you don't give them exactly the movement and the I don't know, the passing mechanism mm-hmm. and in every single technical skill, it's going to be very difficult that the kids learn. So I I experience now with the kids I got under fourteen or fifteen mm-hmm. and the technique is, is is not the it's not perfect at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, so that I don't want that that keep happen keep happen here in Australia. So I would love to go to the to the clubs and explain them exactly what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if they want to know more, so they, they can contact us. Mm-hmm. But uh, with this program that we are we are doing now, is is I think will be will be different because not just in that part of the technique that we talk before we talk about the psychological aspect where we train the the brain of the kids mm-hmm. we train to then in the neuroplasticity i don't know if you know about that where we can coach them to be more quicker to make better decisions mm-hmm. to and work in anticipation uh, there is a lot of things that you can work on 
training the brain mm-hmm. because for example every you know in every everything we do as a footballer every movement that we do every pass that we do every step that we we do on a, in the pitch is coming from our brain mm. so i was learning and researching a lot and in argentina is pretty common but here in australia we are not doing much in that kind of aspect so we are bringing neuroscience in football <laughs> which is uh, this kind of stuff that we can train the brain you can give the kids multitasking exercise so at the time they are passing the ball they need to do something else and you activate the brain and you 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 coach the brain also of the mm. kids it's not just to play the game that we say before yeah. and also we use a positive uh, psychology which uh, my psychology is doing now and is doing we are doing very well and the parents mm. feedback is, is great so hopefully we can keep doing that and yeah. with with the club as well keep sharing these these ideas and hopefully we can help the clubs to to change a bit or to start to implement this new methodology that we want to do in with my academy yeah it's that's fascinating you, you don't offer adult classes do you because <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had that kind of coaching and that kind of stuff when you know yeah, when i was growing up that's but. that's why i start because yeah. i didn't have this psychological support since yeah. i was a young player yeah, except for my parents, of course. But mm-hmm. when you are in a game and you are playing and you suffer injuries and, and you don't know what to do or how to mm-hmm. do it or how to react, here, for example, resilience is a big one here. Yeah. I believe in Australia, so we are working in resilience as well. We are working in second attempts. We we are working uh, in different aspects that is not just about to play. Mm-hmm. We want that the kids psychologically uh, uh, prepare mm-hmm. for if they make it. If no, it's going to help them for like a life skill as well. Mm. Yeah, well, you can find out more about um, the clinics that uh, Cello is running for us on the under the community section on our website, adelaideunited.com.au. But... Where can they find more information about your academy? Yes, they can go to the website www.carruscafutbolacademy.com.au mm-hmm. and yeah, or they can send us an email. The email is there, or call us. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is many ways that they contact us. That's right. And Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, Facebook yep. and Instagram as well. So as I said before, uh, I believe me as a ex-player uh, have the the commitment the the responsibility i guess mm-hmm. to share the knowledge with with all the kids and that's why i don't want to focus in the adults at the moment sorry man mm-hmm. but uh, we want to coach the kids which yeah. we believe is is the future there and yeah. uh, and they are young and they they can learn uh, a different ways of of, of training and hopefully uh, hopefully we can help a lot of kids yeah that's that's awesome and I'll, I'll just send you a text message and we can just get together at the at the park <laughs> on a weekend or something um, but thank you um, look, just just finally this, this show is more than football and we've talked a lot about football some other stuff as well but um, just quickly like you know as a family you, I mean you have a family you have other interests what do you enjoy away from the game I enjoy being at home every yep. weekend, uh, having barbecues with yeah. my friends, with my, my with my family, which when you are playing is is difficult because mm-hmm. always you are away traveling and uh, yeah and taking my kids to trainings, you know mm-hmm. they are one are playing also and spend more more time with the family. Yeah, more, yeah. So. Uh, 
now it's uh, this this kind of things uh, I would enjoy more. Yeah, family man, love it. So, thank you, Cello. I really appreciate you coming in and opening up as well about you know the injuries and, and some of that other stuff. So, um, if you haven't heard part one, listen to part one because it's pretty fascinating stuff. And again, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, dear.